the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Well, 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 well. We've embarked on another week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I am your host live in studio. I'm tired because I was up 3 o'clock in the morning doing the Chicago Morning Answer with Amy Jacobson yesterday. Let me tell you, it was an amazing, amazing show. Uh, I thought we we really tackled a lot of different um, topics. We dealt with parenting in this virtual world of school, <laughs> schooling. <laughs> and we, we found that uh, even people like Fox News host Brett Baer had some of the same issues with virtual learning that little old John Anthony and Amy Jacobson had. Um, it was, it really was. No, I'm just kidding though. Getting up early in the morning, that's not something. George, I told George, that was too early for me, man. I don't know. Daddy, I, I, I don't know, man. I, woo, I that did that early. show three days last week, so don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm whining already, George. <laughs> we were whining before the show started. I, I really was, guys. Um, but I, I'm really, really, really excited about this week's edition of Black and White Radio. Uh, I think we're going to have a good time. I have some troublemakers uh, we're going to be talking a lot about liberty and freedom. I think it's under assault. I think we have to uh, make sure that those who are out there who are voters and just just simply United States citizens understand what it means to be an American. Because liberty and freedom is under assault. And one of my guest co-hosts, he literally has that on his forearms. <laughs> my main man, you guys have heard him many a times uh, as he's called into the show, Attorney Thomas DeVore. Mr. Non-Essential. What's going on, baby? Not much, brother. How you doing, man? I wish I could say that last part of Mr. Non-Essential. We can't say that on <laughs> the air. We can't say it on the air, though. I think we, you know, we, I know, we, we're not going to do that. Ah, George is like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, John. <laughs> uh, um, I'm also proud to uh, introduce, you guys have heard him on the show. I think you've been called in on the show mm-hmm. two or three times, I believe. Yeah. Josh Ellis, I'm going to tell you the revolution is upon us. This guy has been banned from Facebook more than anybody. <laughs> no, they've, they've basically banned a hundred and some groups that you've been involved in. And um, Josh Ellis, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm happy to actually be in a studio. Yeah. And, uh, n- you know, not wearing a mask. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> hey, this is America, baby. America. And, and Tom and I, we were out for dinner last night. Uh, I mean, I sat and watched as Tom literally was... was Type in the business owners who were responding. We're open back up, baby. This is America. We're not done. We're we're, we're finished. You, you know what's interesting is that uh, you know I'm from an hour south of Springfield, and so we we've always had the perception of of the northern part of our state being different, not bad, but just different. 
And so a lot of my friends that I've been talking to this morning, they were surprised to learn almost everywhere I've been up here, and I'm on the west side of Chicago as I understand it, the restaurants we went to, we ate without masks on. The gas stations I went to, the employees didn't have them on. I went and had breakfast this morning. They didn't have them on. So, you know, that there's a, a misperception down where I'm from that everybody in Cook County and Chicago are just falling in line with what yeah. the governor says. And my experiences, at least as of last night and today, that's not true. Yeah. And and you live all out in the south suburb. I mean, the, the southwest suburbs out by yeah. me. Naperville area. Naperville area. So, I mean, you've probably seen the same thing out in that area. Uh, I mean, I still see a lot of people wearing the mask, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I, I don't I don't wear it anywhere I go. Uh, I was just in just in the grocery store this morning, not wearing one. Everybody else was, but they didn't give me a hard time. Yeah. Didn't you know nothing? Whoa! Look at you, Mister Mister Mister. The revolution is upon us. Hey, 1984, <laughs> man! You you got to rebel to be conscious. So, how, how did, Josh? How did you get involved in this? And give me 45 second clip of how you got involved in this. Uh, May 1st, my uh, my father-in-law owns a restaurant up northern Illinois, and they shut him down in March. And I immediately said, this is unconstitutional. And that was enough. So we did the, we planned and pulled off the, the May 1st protest at, at every capital in the United States, uh, as well as in Chicago and L.A. So, you know, 52, 52 protests nationwide, and that was the beginning of Facebook shutting us down. Yeah, and, and and they've shut down quite a few though. Oh yeah. What, what have what have what have some of your followers had to say about you being shut down? Because and you've had to create so many new ones. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm on my seventh personal account right now. Uh, they've shut down four pages uh, and 110 groups at this point. Um, sadly, though, uh, most people still think that that Facebook is held under the the First Amendment right of free speech, uh, which they, they're not liable to offer us free speech what what they don't have though is the the right to both censor and to have the immunity that they're granted by section 230 right so that's that's the problem and you got an attorney right here who can vouch for that. <laughs> I, I agree with what he just said yeah <laughs> i mean i i get it too, but i do get it though um facebook is trying to because i mean you guys have seen some of the stuff that's on facebook if it's if it's far left, it's it's allowed. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's anything that's that's against anything that's Trump, they allow that. But the moment you 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 have an alternative viewpoint of anything that's left of center, you either get banned, <laughs> shadow banned. Oh, uh, are you being of, shadow banned? Too? Tons of shadow banning. What about you, Tom? You being shadow banned? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, no. we need to do some testing. I know, and I think I need to push it a little bit harder. <laughs> let's, let's use your Mr. Um, Non-Essential Z. Maybe if I go after the trust fund baby Zuckerberg versus the governor, maybe he'll get <laughs> mad at me and shut me down. <laughs> Those trust fund babies got a lot in common, it seems like. Yeah, so how did you get involved in this, Tom? You know, when, when this all started in March and, and you had that first order come out, uh, well, the first order, I should say, was actually the governor protecting the weed dispensaries. It, you know, to try it. We're going to keep everybody safe with his executive fiat. So we protected the weed dispensaries with the first one. But once we got to April and he extended his executive orders through this fiction he's creating with these 30 day arbitrary deadlines. Uh, I can tell you, even though I'm the only maybe one or two or three attorneys in the state that will actually say it out loud. Every attorney that I know, every one of them says that what he's doing is improper. They yeah. just don't want to fight about it. Uh, so creating that fiction, I knew it was wrong. I knew he was exceeding his authority. 
And the word governor is not a new advent. We've had governors since the time of kings. And the governors we have right now are trying to run these states the way that it happened when England and the king ran this country and not the United States of America. So it's absolutely improper. Every lawyer I know knows it's improper, uh, regardless of what they think of the governor's actions. Uh, And so I couldn't sit there silent anymore. Now, now, now see, look, let me tell you, let me, let me let you in on, on, on something last night, right? This guy talks about how he's less dumb. This dude is like one of the smartest guys in the state of Illinois. God, now, Tom. I'm just a small town boy, man. God blessed me with some talent. <laughs> and he sometimes, like maybe I wish he'd have blessed me sometimes and not say things. Yeah. But you know what? Somebody's got to say it. Yeah. People, people ask me all the time, aren't you worried? I'm worried about what? I said, I, you know, I grew up in a trailer park. If I have to go back to the trailer park, I'm okay with that. But I'm not going <laughs> to sit by and let people get run over without understanding what their rights are. I mean, that's the biggest problem we got. Once I can educate people on what their rights are and what the due process, you know, the governor's lawyers say due process is flexible. It's not flexible. Yeah. So before we had to break, I want to bring on somebody. We talk about due process and understanding rights. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the story in Colorado uh, about a 12-year-old boy who was suspended because a teacher saw uh, what appeared to be a gun. She didn't know that this teacher didn't know if the gun was fake or, or, or real. So they basically suspended this kid, then called the sheriff's office. Danielle Elliott, welcome to Black and Right. Um, I, I'm, as you and I have been talking through Facebook and all that, I am furious. I am fit to be tied that, that this happened. And in 30 seconds, give us a 30 second. Yes, that'd be great, George. Give us, give us a, a, a one minute discussion on how this happened, what transpired. Um, Uh, with your kid yes sir so um, I received an email from the teacher stating that my son was distracted during a virtual learning class playing with what she assumed to be a toy gun Um, at about 1206 this uh, this was at 10 o'clock at 1206 the police arrived to the school to speak with administrators Um, at 141 I was finally notified by the uh, school that the cops were on their way to my house, and the cops did not show up until 2.41, almost four and a half hours later. Wow. Um, so this begs, this begs the question to me. Um, if at any time they felt this was a safety issue, if at any time they felt my son was in imminent danger, um, if this had actually been a real gun, which it was not, um, the fact that the school did not call me immediately was very concerning. The fact that the police officers... Uh, arrived four and a half hours later to respond to a welfare check was very concerning. And the recent body cam footage that was released will show the two sheriff deputies and the staff administrators laughing and making jokes about pulling the trigger prior to them coming to my home. So I found it to be very offensive. Um, And yeah, so that and not even, and that doesn't even include the invasion of privacy piece with the school illegally recording my son without my consent. Yeah, and you've been all over media, all over the country. I've seen a lot of inter- different interviews, and and one of the one of the things that you're really harping on is that you want um, your son to be redeemed because what because I mean I personally I think the school systems have been looking for a way into homes for decades, and I think this virtual learning um, has uh, has opened up a door, and we're going to go more into that when we come back from break, Danny. Uh, I, I want you to hold on um, till after the break, and we're going to go more into what happened um, with your son, because from what I understand, he had another kid in the room with him. So you're listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Danny, hold the line. We'll be right back. 
and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with two of my good friends who understand liberty and freedom better than most people that I know. Josh, the revolution is upon us. Uh, Ellis, I wish I could say it, Tom. <laughs> and Tom, Mr. Non-Essential Illinois. That's right. <laughs> DeVore. That's right. <laughs> wow. You know, I actually was deemed essential by the governor. He was so kind and generous that he deemed lawyers essential. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You're, you're right. But I'm not going to take that. I'm but, going to be non-essential like the rest of the people that suffered. Yeah. So, yeah. We're all non-essential. <laughs> But 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 before the break, we were talking with Danny Elliott, whose son was suspended. Um, Danny's from Colorado. Uh, her son was in Zoom during a virtual learning class, and supposedly brandished a, a, a toy gun. And um, the school suspended him five days. Cops were called to his house. And, and Danny, you didn't know exactly um, how long did it take before the police, before you were notified that the police were coming to your home? Because I believe you said during one of the interviews you were notified through email, correct? Yes, that my son was distracted playing with what appeared to be a toy gun. That was initially at 10 o'clock. I was not notified from the school that the police were en route until 1.41, almost three and a half hours later. Now, uh, quick question. I mean, your, your son it has been labeled uh, ADHD and with a learning disability, right? Yes, sir. So... I mean, there, there's no confusion there that he might be distracted by toys around him. <laughs> yes, and the school is very well of that. Um, he has a 504 learning plan on file with the school, and the same art teacher that reported this was the same teacher all of last wow. year as well. Wow. That's incredible. It, it, it's just it's amazing to me. And, I mean, w- w- what was your reaction? Because I, I have four kids myself. Uh, and we tried for a couple weeks at the end of the year with the whole virtual learning garbage. Uh, but what was your reaction when you got that, like, that the police were on their way to your house over your son playing with a toy gun? Um, I'd like my husband, Curtis Elliott, he's here with me. He'd like to voice his sure. opinion on that, if you don't mind. Hello, Mr. Elliott. How you doing, Hello. sir? Hello, sir. I'm doing well. How's it going? Thank you for your service as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I was just, uh, um, sorry, I was asking your wife, what was your reaction when you got notified that the police were on their way to your house when your son's just playing with a gun in his, uh, a toy gun, it, like, in his room or whatever? I was absolutely terrified. Um, lots of scenarios started playing through my head. In fact, on the way home, when I was rushing home from base, I called 911 just to reiterate and let them know to dispatch to the officers that it is a toy and that I was on the way home. So I was terrified. Oh, so you weren't even home when it happened? No, I had just left. Um, I hadn't been gone long, ran to work for a minute, and then my wife called and told me what was going on. And like I said, I was terrified and immediately rushed home, thinking that they were going to kick down the door and go in, guns blazing. Sir, I have a question. This is Tom. What They suspended your son for five days. What did they say specifically was the reason? What was the, the rule or regulation that was violated? And I say that because this e-learning is so new in our state here. There's no layout of how that's supposed to work. So I'm just curious what they told you the basis was for that suspension. So they said that it, it was a faci- uh, facsimile excuse me, of a, a gun, and which brings me to something else that's important. The school, the vice principal admitted 
that's on the video as well, that she was she was to suspend him for five days. This was before they even sent the sheriff's deputy, before they conducted their so-called welfare check. Wow. But for and what? So, Did they tell you? Well, if you look in the, the handbook, they're trying to say that the e-learning is the same as the school environment. And since it was a toy gun, that warranted five days. But this was before they sent the officers to even verify if it was a toy or not. If you look at the school handbook, it says that automatic expulsion is the only punishment for a real gun. So how can you suggest five-day suspension if you thought it might have been a real gun but, but before does it, you even sent someone else? And the reason I ask this, sir, is, is when you hear when we started, I'm an attorney, and I don't know Colorado. I know Illinois, and they've talked about this seminars like dress code and things of that nature for kids at home. And I've been pushing back on that going, you need to modify your policies if you think that's going to be implemented. So does your school code policy specifically say that these exact rules as they relate to in the building apply at home? Because there is there is statutory authority for maintaining an orderly school, and we all agree with that. And so you don't want that type of stuff happening in a building with hundreds and thousands of kids. But have you looked in that and seen whether they've tried to apply and say specifically that those types of rules – will be enforced subject to discipline and expulsion or, or suspension for what goes on in e-learning in the house? Because I'm surprised that many school districts have actually went through that, even though they probably should. Negative. We asked that question, and the response that we got from school administration was that this was uncharted territory. <laughs> of course. There's nothing There's nothing written. And so uh, to them, it was a... Uh, what they claim to be a learning experience. There's nothing written wow. in uncharted territory for them. Yeah, they, they, they're they just flying by the seat of their pants, and, and no disrespect to the school districts, a lot of them are, but it sounds like to me they were completely devoid of any common sense at that point. <laughs> now, and I just want to be clear, th- this gun uh, that he was playing with, the toy gun, yeah, it, it's bright green, right? Like with has the orange the tip. receiver, yeah, with an orange tip. Like yep. this is this is not right, one that right looks green. like a regular gun with zombie hunter yeah. written on it. <laughs> yeah, correct. So it would have been correct. very hard to mistake that for a real gun, uh, unless you don't understand what a gun looks like. Then <laughs> you've never really seen it. You know. I yeah. mean You know. And, I this is. Also, go ahead, the, sir. No, I was going to say the officer also on body cam footage admitted before while he was at the school before he came to the home. That he thought it was a toy gun. Yeah, he admitted that he 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 thought it was a uh, airsoft or a BB gun. And but that he's at there home. Was nothing criminal that went on. Because exactly because he's at home. I'm you know I, I and I and I told your wife, Mister Elliot, this is what just and I was why I was so incensed. This kid is at home. Mm-hmm. He didn't brandish it at the teacher. He didn't get to the in front of the camera, pointed it at the camera. Ha 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 ha. No, he was at home. A twelve year old kid. Who, who who was distracted? Come on, I mean that's it, and that's why I keep asking that, John. Because again, again, I, I don't. I'm pretending that I understand that it's somewhere similar out in Colorado to Illinois. There is no violation of anything in Illinois for a child that would have done that. None, because all of the rules and regulations are grounded in keeping the school, the building where all these kids are at, in an orderly, safe fashion, which we all think makes sense. This issue has nothing to do with that. So yeah. I don't even think that's, you know, if, if I had a child in Illinois that they tried to do that too and their parents represented me, I'd yeah. love to take that yes. case. Yes. And Mr. Elliott, Miss Elliott, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm a former cop. I would have picked up the phone, gave you guys a call and said, hey, that gun that, that um, was involved in this, fake or real? Fake. Okay. Goodbye. Have a good day. And I'm sure that's probably... Yeah, they, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. No, yeah, they, the, the sheriff's deputies, both of them, they, they were laughing, making jokes. 
before they even came to the home. And then when they got to, and they admitted that there was nothing criminal. Then when they got to the home, they proceeded to intimidate us and they threatened my son three times with pressing charges. But wow. before they what got charges? to the home, there, uh, disruption of a learning environment. <laughs> I, 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 okay. I, I, I really hope you guys have an attorney because I really believe that you, I mean, I personally believe that you guys got to put the pressure on these people, make sure that that discipline report is gone. The, the policing record and all that is gone. Um, you guys need to make sure that you get a good attorney and, and because I mean, I can only imagine I have a boy, I have five, I have six kids. If that would have happened to one of my children at my house, I would have, and, and, and everybody knows that I'm a former cop, I would have lost it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, your, the, your calm, your demeanor that I've seen uh, that you guys have done on every interview has been peaceful and calm, and I salute you guys. you got enough exposure with this across the nation. There ought to be a lawyer or two out there in the good state of Colorado that would help you with this. Yes, sir. And I, when they came to the home, I conducted myself in a professional manner. I treated them with respect. But I was terrified. Like I said, they came in threatening and press charges. I thought my son very well could have been going to jail or facing charges. So um, at that point, I felt intimidated. I felt scared, and I just wanted to get them out of there. So we complied and, and listened to what they said. Okay, hey, listen up. I want you guys to I'm, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow this case, and I want to – if there's an, a different outcome that comes with this, I'm gonna, I want you guys to call back to the show. Um, we're with you. Is there any place that Americans can come out and help you guys? Do you Have you guys set up anything that – uh, just a place for people to go for support? Yes, sir. So um, if you follow my Facebook page, Danny Elliott, you'll find the most up-to-date information. Um, we've started petitions. We've started a GoFundMe, um, just started advocating, um, you know, uniting with other advocates, uh, civil yeah. rights groups, things like that, lawyers. Uh, yeah. We've had senators reach out. Um, so really it's just, you know, getting getting together, uh, uniting and Wow. Figuring out what our next steps are going to be. Mr. and Mrs. Elliott, and that, the way you spell Danny is D-A-N-I, Danny Elliott. Uh, thank you so much for joining Black and Right. I will be following this, and um, we, you, you guys are in our prayers. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Hey, thank you. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony. On AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I'm flustered. I'm frustrated by that last guest because that should not happen here in America. I'm I'm, My two guest co-hosts today, Josh Ellis and Attorney Thomas DeVore in here. I'm upset. That's ridiculous, man. That is absolutely insane. You see it far too much, unfortunately, but... That's just, you know, sometimes in the law, you'll always hear people say you have to look beyond things and use a little common sense. Yeah. And that school district and that teacher are completely devoid of any one of the two. I agree. Sounds like the police officers, too, if they're threatening the kid. I mean, with, intimidating? Yeah. Threatening? A 12 year old. No, come on. Man. In, his, in his own home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, phone lines are open. 312 642 312-642-5600. How would you feel if this had happened to your child? Uh, I don't believe, you know, fortunately, sometimes they choose who they think they can pick on and who they can't. So I I highly doubt that in my school district that that would have happened to my kids. Yeah. So Don from Plainfield has called and joined us on the line. She says parents are protected by federal law. Don, welcome to Black and Right. 
Yes, good morning. This is absolutely outrageous. So there is a federal law, the Individual with Disabilities Act. This child is protected by that law. If he has a 504, that means that there is a plan, a legal document put in place which lists the child's disability and the accommodations they are to receive. So here's my question to the school district. Yes. If, if, if he has a plan put in place and you are saying that the environment that he is in is, uh, is equal to the school environment, I want to know what accommodations, what supports are they giving him, that child in the home so that he can learn. Maybe that was a one-on-one aid. Maybe that was an occupational therapist. Yep. Whatever that might be, are they sending that person to that child's home? Wow. This is absolutely, they should get an attorney involved. Absolutely, 100%. This is unbelievable. I cannot, I cannot imagine what these parents are going through. You know, there's a, um, a story that came out of a, um, a Boston um, principal. Her name is Gina Kramer. The story just came out. She was fired because she tried to get children with disabilities into the classroom. And the school district fired her. And now, now, now they're retracting it, and, and I don't know if they're offering to give her job back. But, you know, this is what I call discrimination that's acceptable. Yeah. And, it's, and, and more and more parents like the Elliot need to stand up against this. So I, I thank you so much for taking my phone call. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Black and Right, Don. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Wow. And that's, that's the biggest problem is we don't stand up. I mean, with all of this, we, yeah. we tolerate it, we put up with it, we allow it to happen. You know, it's the, the saying, consent of the governed. Yeah. You know, that, that's how they're doing it. Did yeah. you read that someplace? Someplace. Some, <laughs> What's that document famous. that it says? That's Some, in? Somebody famous wrote Consent of the governed? Is that what, written? You know what it's called, that, that thing. That, that, that declaration, <laughs> is that what we're talking about? Yeah, that, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that a lot of people don't know much about and probably haven't read since eighth grade or, you know. If that. You know. We're all, as humans, we're all fickle. We yeah. forget things quickly, right? True. And especially now. Especially now. And I'm so older. We, yeah. <laughs> that's what we did. And, and, and Josh, I appreciate what you said about that because that's important. Getting people to understand this stuff. Because I've said it was it relates to businesses closing, yeah. as to kids going to school. As this lady correctly says, she's talking about the plans and stuff. She's 100% right. When people have had enough, this is over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? On yeah. all of it. When yeah. they've had enough, it's over. Because until they've had enough and start pushing back, the pressure's coming from the top. I, I agree. Yeah. Bring that pressure from the bottom, from the people. It's over, but I'm telling you, it's over. I well, agree. It's, that's the, the quote on, uh, you know, who's fearing who? Does government fear the people right now? Not or anymore. Do people feel the, fear the government? I agree. Is that written someplace, too? Yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> again, that's, but it, 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 like these guys were geniuses, yeah. you know, from hundreds of years ago. That all of their words apply so aptly today. Yeah. Where they came from when they founded this nation is where we're headed, gentlemen, if mm-hmm. we don't change our ways. That's the truth. That's yeah. 100% the truth. And there are a lot of people that are okay with that. We can't change their minds, but it's the people that are needing uh, a little you know, help to see that they'll change their minds. And when the people as a whole say, we've had enough, I don't care who the governor is. I agree. It's, it's over. Yep. I agree. So, you know... If, if, you, if you've watched this show and listened to this show, you know the, the queen, Alicia Benford, uh, has sit, sat in on a couple of times. Queenie, what's going on? <laughs> hey, how are you? How are you today? Hey, I've been listening in. Tom, I want to tell you I've been a fan. Thank you so thank, much thank for you very standing much. up for us. I do appreciate that. I'm trying, ma'am. You got 45 seconds. Go ahead, ma'am. What's I going on? 45 seconds. I know you're coming to share want- something with us. Go, go ahead. I am. I am. I'm so excited. Um, You guys know we have Breast Cancer Awareness Month coming up, 
And I like to ask to try to do what I can to help uh, raise the awareness there. So uh, we were able to partner with Adventist Hospital in Bolingbrook to offer free mammograms to any women that do not have medical insurance. Obviously, early detection is the key. Uh, this year, I'm actually a five-year breast cancer survivor. So can I'm go? here today is, because is it, of that. Hey, so Alicia, Queen? They can go to Spirited Pearls Foundation website to register for a free mammogram, and we have our event coming up on October 5th, but they have to register before September 21st. So Spirited Pearls Foundation, and I placed a flyer on the black and white uh, group. Uh, Thanks, Bertha. Thank you so much, Queen. You are the best, and you've got to have you back in studio soon, okay? I know, and Tom, you keep up the fight. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. Hey, DJ, hold the line. I'll take your call when we come back from break, uh, because I think it's an important, uh, you know, Dr. Skosberg, he's Mm going to be calling in. He has awesome. a comment on the Colorado case from a former superintendent. Nice. Hey, you're listening to Black and White on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and White with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with two of the biggest troublemakers in Illinois. <laughs> I couldn't give you guys both that, that, that nickname, that moniker, because it's already stolen by Verlon Galloway. But Josh Ellis and Attorney Thomas DeVore, guys, thanks so much for coming in today. Thanks for having us. I, I, Seriously. I, I really, really appreciate it, man. I, I wanted to get... I wanted to talk about this, this thing called liberty and freedom. Uh, but before we continue, DJ... Welcome back to Black and Right, buddy. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, I wanted to jump in about the Elliott case out of Colorado, and, and Tom is an attorney in Illinois. I'm sure you can um, also attest to this. I, not only am I a former superintendent, but I also teach education law. And if you go back to Fifth Circuit Court decision in Burnside v. Byers, which actually was reemphasized in Tinker v. Des Moines case, administrators are in a position where they cannot take action unless they can uh, – substantially see or or, or uh, 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 reasonably anticipate that there will be a material or substantial interference with schoolwork or discipline. That's right. You can't tell me you can't tell me that that in that situation with it being a toy gun, that there was going to be any kind of material or substantial interference with schoolwork or the school environment. Now, that being said, <clears throat> one of your other callers uh, chimed in about um, Section 504 and, and uh, IDEA. IDEA actually governs special education as a whole for students with um, uh, uh, individual education plans. A, uh, ADA, the Section 504 plan, is governed by the ADA. So I want your listeners to make sure that there's two totally different federal laws that still protect student rights and interests depending on the identified disabilities. Wow. There you go. Thank you so much. Well, there for you go. Thank you so much, DJ. We really appreciate your um, information from a, a superintendent's perspective. But but he, but he's right. He's right. I actually won that case down south where a, a young man did something actually on Facebook, and they tried to kick him off the uh, wrestling team. He was a state wrestler. I yeah. mean, he was going to get a scholarship. Two weeks left, they were going to kick him off. And I made that exact same argument that said that you cannot show how that activity materially interfered with the school wow and this is the same thing that again i don't know colorado law but it's that's the standard i mean the only person that could see that was the teacher yeah how did that interfere with the school it doesn't so right. so he's exactly right and that's the argument that you'd have to make i think she was a little bit more afraid than anything because she did she, the teacher i think it was on incumbent upon that teacher she saw what appeared to be a gun oh there's a gun 
what he shouldn't have a, a, a gun even he shouldn't have a toy gun in his home come on uh, even if it's a two, real gun two I of mean, my three kids got about six to ten of their own yeah and have had them their whole life and they were big enough to walk so what's that mean i mean yeah, pe- I, people are different right they are they are but i mean even to that point like what why are we vilifying guns like if a 12 year old knows how is trained how to properly handle a gun I mean, granted, you shouldn't be playing with that on a Zoom right. call, but still, I mean, that's where it comes from right. is is that you shouldn't have a gun, period. This, right. this idea that you yes. just... Especially, yeah, I, we got to get over that. Yeah. Um, but let's go to Phyllis on the Northwest side. She's a retired teacher. She says special needs and economically disadvantaged behind the system. Phyllis, what's going on? Thanks so much for calling. Yes, right. um, I'm, I'm livid. Uh, I even contacted the union. I sent them information as to it's very safe to have these children in school. If I were the couple in Colorado, I would sue based on the fact that they are not providing their child. They're not providing any child. Let's put it this way. They're not providing any child, especially in CPS, with special needs. I have a grandchild, ADHD. Okay? He is not being provided any special help at all. And a machine cannot teach a child what a in-school classroom. I taught all over the city, okay? I used to bring my own stuff so that the kids would have to clean their desks and this and that. So this is a political move. And (laughs) a Democratic union, teachers not really believing in, you know, serving children. We are, when you choose to be a teacher... You're an essential worker, yeah. And the child right. comes before you. Absolutely. If you are old enough, retire. <laughs> if you are not well, you're going to have to leave. Fair. But we cannot punish a whole city, especially on the west side and south side. You have four or five children, okay? How are you going to help these kids with one or two computers in the house? Yeah, and you can't. Parents, you can't educate kids I feel like sorry that. For parents. It's yeah. sad, they, but they're I. They're not. But you're exactly right. You know? This remote learning, you know, I, I'm fortunate. I have, I'm blessed with three children who are all in the National Honor Society. But when they remote learned last year, they didn't learn anything. And they weren't kids that coming from a home that, you know, struggles, et cetera. But uh, these children are not learning in this remote environment. And it's kind of unfortunate. And it's not necessary because children statistically are not at risk. Yeah. And th- thanks so much for calling, Phyllis. But, you know, <laughs> when you look at, I mean, that's Colorado. And we know how, how, how Illinois, how they treat us, especially with this governor that's in office right now. And, Tom, you, you've had so much <laughs> dealings with this guy. And, and, and you've seen firsthand how they treat Illinois citizens, right? It, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And I'm getting the impression. I hate to say it because I'm not, you know, I try to be pretty rational for the most part. But with what I've been watching and seeing, I hate to say it. But I'm starting to believe that there's some vanity going on here with our governor and that when people are trying to defend themselves and stand up, that he tries to punish them. Yeah. You know, and we can talk more about that later, some yeah. specific examples. But I, I, there is no rational basis for what's going on right now. I mean, shutting down schools, children, we've had six children pass away since this all started, total under the age of 20. Yeah. Whether they had conditions or not, we don't know. But kids are not at risk. It, it, from... From July of 23rd to September 2nd, 99.7% survival rate. Wow. That says it all. Says a lot about it. Thank you so much, Attorney Thomas DeVore. Hey, um, Tom and Tim, hold the line. We'll take your calls when we return from the break. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back.
This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Hey, while you got a chance, why don't you go and follow me at Facebook at J. Anthony Speaks and on Twitter at J. Anthony Speaks. And while you like the Black and Right page, share, 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 share. Download the podcast, 560theanswer.com, Black and Right. I love for you to uh, catch up on all missed episodes. Wow. This show, you, you, I, you guys know the segment list that I sent you. We're really not following that segment list right now. I forgot what it said. <laughs> you know, we're really not following it. But, you know, be, be, Tom, you and I, we were talking last night about Tom McCullough. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I went and did? What? I made sure he was going to call into the show today. No way. I did. <laughs> <That's> uh, <awesome. laughs> hey, Tom McCullough, welcome to Black and White, buddy. How are you? Doing. I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, you know, enjoying our lovely uh, rainy day today. <laughs> so, 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 so um, Thomas, uh, Attorney DeVore and I were talking last night at dinner about you, and he was like, see, what happened in Will County? There's a guy that's running for office. That's what we need more of. He asked the questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> and your Tom, answers weren't that great, were they? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Tom, talk to us about what, what, what was going on over at the um, Will County Courthouse. What were you guys doing there? And... And how does it how does it affect the rest of Illinois? So essentially, it was a group of us that came together over the WJOL article. Uh, George Pearson was leading the charge on it, and Gretchen and Nick Ficarello and a few others were coming out on it. Uh, so what's happening is the governor in the or at least in Will County, they're double and triple counting the same tests, so the same positive the same positive test results. So let's say if I'm sick, I'm going to go out three times to get tested positive three times. Those all count as a positivity rate for as a group versus one individual. So if you were to bring down that same basis to individual test results versus a group test result, the positivity rate would be like 1%, 2%. So they were just double, triple, quadruple counting the same results in the same number of tests, and they concluded the positivity rates. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like a common common thing. I mean, when you, you got the CDC saying only 6% of the numbers are legit, uh, you know, the, the governor's just looking for made up garbage. Uh, this is Josh Ellis, by the way, Tom. It's been a, been a hey, couple Josh. days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't. We, we knew haven't gone off for lunch anytime. Recently. I know. So I know. We'll have to do that again. <laughs> oh boy, so, two together. <laughs> so what, what I wanted to what I wanted to get into on this, uh, John, was that you know we're, the the Democrats always say they want transparency in government. We always oh we want transparency. <laughs> we want accountability. Whatever. And but as soon as they have an opportunity to show transparency and accountability, they throw that out the window because. They want to arbitrarily shut down people's businesses. They want to show as much economic devastation as possible so Pritzker can get his $80 billion bailout package he wants so he can give $60 billion to pensions and then maybe think about the actual citizenry at the end of it. That's all it's about, brother. Thank God somebody said it on radio because that's all this is about. He he doesn't even try to hide it anymore. I mean, he – we're going to talk about move the goalposts later, but everything that he is doing is trying to create the optics – of the sky is falling to keep people scared. Yeah. You're exactly right. That's yeah. all he's doing. Tom, and it's working sometimes. Tom, it sounds like um, uh, Tom DeVore is a fan of yours now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big fan because I've been saying all along, enough people start asking the tough questions, and it's going to poke holes in what's been a facade. I mean, the facts and science that you're now talking about, that they've been pontificating for months, yeah. where's it at? Yeah. Where's it at? You know, where's the bars and restaurants at that are, everybody's going to die if you go to a bar and restaurant? We can yeah. talk about that more later, but it's all nonsense. You know, he, Tom is running well, I mean, for I Senate. I've spent 20 years. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Tom, Tom, Tom McCullough is running for Senate. 
to go down to Springfield to fight to take that message to them. Sweet. <laughs> go ahead, Tom. You got thir- 20 seconds, Tom. 20 seconds. Yeah. I was in restaurants for many years, and uh, a lot of my friends' businesses are on the brink of being closed. And, uh, you know, we need to have something where children can have, the parents can have the choice for kids to go back into school. And we need to have the ability for these small business owners to have the opportunity to try to save their entire life savings and life's work and that they have inside these businesses. Come to Southern these Illinois. Mo- more of them open than not open down here in Uh-oh. God's country, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Tom McCullough, right. thanks so much for joining the show, brother. Uh, anytime you know the, sh- the the phone lines are open for you. Fighting the good All right, God bless you guys. Thanks. All right, thank Get you. it, man. You listening to Black and White on AM560 The Answer? Hour one is done. Hold tight. Hour two up next. <laughs> we'll be right back. Your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right, hour two. Live in studio. We got, um, we got four hours left. Sir? No, I wish. I want. <laughs> you know, I do. I did love the, doing the four hours of radio yesterday morning, but you know, we don't. I'm sorry. We only have one more hour. That's left. cool. I'm sorry, Tom. That's oh, all right, brother. No! Yeah. <laughs> Joined in, in studio by my good friends Josh Ellis and the voice you just heard prior is that of not only then Mister Nani Sencho. Eh, Attorney Thomas DeVore. That's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> when the t-shirt's coming out. You're supposed to be working on them this weekend. Oh. I'm gonna send you one, oh, brother. Me too. And you gotta send you gotta send George. Daddy George, one. I'm getting you one too. Gotta send Hoff Daddy one. The Hoff Daddy, you gotta get one. Three uh, X. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. I love Hoff Daddy. Uh, but be, uh, we, we were we were supposed to be talking with um, U.S. Senate candidate Mark Curran, but uh, we'll wait on this call him to call in. But before we do that, there's a Tim that wants to thank you, uh, Attorney Thomas DeVore. All right, Tim. Welcome to Black and Right. Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go, go ahead. Hey, I just wanted to say, uh, last year my my kids were on the e-learning, which everyone knows that was a bunch of nonsense. So we decided this year we were going to either homeschool or send them to a private school. Well, we checked out the homeschool and it didn't work for us. So then we decided to send them to the Families of Faith in Shanahan. And we all know what's going on over there. Um but anyways, we, we like the pastor, Pastor Randy Strong guy. I said, wow, this is the guy I want to go to. Yeah. So so we decided to send our kids there. Well, come to find out, the governor filed a lawsuit against them. Yeah, he's a bully. And he I, did. As well as a couple, yeah, as well as a couple other schools. And I thought to myself, this isn't about, you know, people dying or, or anything like that. It's about control. Absolutely. It is. And and. It's it's so crazy what's going on, but Tom Thomas, I really thank you for what you're doing. I'm trying, for brother. Standing up, and you know what? There's not a lot of people like you. There really isn't. Told him the same thing last night at dinner. <laughs> it, it's it's a crazy time we're living in. Why why aren't more people standing up? It's like we live in America, you know. Fear, and and, and you know, I just want to thank you for it, you know, but. But I appreciate everything you're doing. So thank you, sir. God bless you. All right, thank you so much for calling, Tim. He's right though, and 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 I love your answer. Fear, it is fear. You know, I I was always taught. You know, I'm 
theology boy, fear, false evidence appearing real. Mm. You know, what may, may, be, may look real is fake. It's paper. It's a paper. Ti- it's almost like a paper tiger or somebody who he's big and buff, like you know, big and bad, like um, George, and, you know. But he's a big teddy bear. <laughs> you know, Hop Daddy's really a big teddy bear. He looks all mean and, <laughs> but he's a big teddy bear. You, you know, guys, it's it's all about fear, and it's about what are we going to let our children realize when this is all done? Are they yeah. going to be ruled by fear, or are they going to govern themselves? And yeah. if we can't show them how to stand up for themselves. When we're gone and the next generation's here, it's going to be easier for some bully to push them around, and we can't let that happen. We can't, Josh. I mean, but that's the thing. It's it, this is this is not a new thing. You know, no. this is this Thousands is decades of, of conditioning yeah. in America alone. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this has been going on. The, the rights have slowly been stripped away. I mean, they're just now turning up the dial on the frog. Yeah, you know, every yeah. regulation they ever pass, every little rule they ever pass. Who would have ever thought that somebody trying to serve somebody some food? would be at risk, but you can let them come in and gamble at the poker machines. You can walk in my store or my building, and you can stick your money in a gambling machine, but you can't walk in here and feed your family. If that's not the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life, I don't know what to my say. My all-time favorite was Pritzker. Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, my all-time favorite was Pritzker answering the question about uh, doing drive-up church versus going to Starbucks. The ridiculousness in his answer was just so obvious you're more likely to get it because the guy next to you in a car might unroll his window and then you'd be less than six feet away rather than having direct contact with the guy in the drive-up window at starbucks yeah. <laughs> like right. come on but tom i mean here's the thing that we don't get to see what what do what are the, what what's their answer when you pose those questions in court and stuff like that? Because most of the most of Illinoisans we don't get to hear what those answers are. When 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 you pose questions that that push back against what the government is doing, what is the government's response? The governor the government's response from a purely legal analysis is not very good. But what they are really good at, even inside a courtroom, gentlemen is fear. Mm-hmm. I had the attorney who I have nothing but respect for standing in a courtroom saying, and I'm not kidding you, holding his hands like a balancing of a scale. Either people wear masks or people die. Yeah, That fear is powerful even in a courtroom. And, it, and I'm sorry, I don't believe it. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. If you start talking about the law, yeah. uh, their argument starts having cracks in it. So fear has been controlling everything. The hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of businesses that have been open across 50 counties that I've been helping, hundreds of them now in Region 4 that aren't paying attention anymore, once they get past that fear and they see that they're being left alone because nobody's going to mess with them, they get frustrated because they then realize they've been duped for months. Right. Well, and that's the only thing that the numbers are really good for, is making people realize that they've been duped. But as far as, the, and this is this is something I've been saying since early April, the, the legitimacy of this virus and, and how many people it actually injures has no bearing on the constitutionality issue of what they're doing. It doesn't matter if millions are dying. It's still unconstitutional. Go, go, go read the steel mill cases from Korea, when we back in uh, during the Korean War where they tried to take over and close down and, or take control of the steel mills. Mm-hmm. Read the United States Supreme Court case on that where they said that doesn't work that way. The executive branch can't wield this power. It's legislative. That case is – you'll cry when you read that case. And that's what we have right now. If our legislative branch would have started doing some of these things, we may have a different conversation. Right. But mm. this is an executive running the state like a king. 
which is not proper. And it's got nothing to do with mass, gentlemen. It has to do with the manner of which they're trying to do things. Wow. Yeah. I'm speechless because this is America. This is land of the what? The Communist Repu- People's Republic of America, you mean? <laughs> no, but it's still, it's still America. It's, it's, and, and, and to see so many people quickly give up and just run and cower into their corners because... That's human they, nature, though, John. Yeah, it is. I know. I know. Hey, I'm a former cop. I've, I've run the scenes and seen people run away from the scenes. And I mean, immediately they cower and they, I mean, immediately they cower, get in the corner. Oh, I don't want to be. I don't want anything that that's hard. But we have to the pe- fight. The people of this country for generations or, or decades have gotten soft. Mm-hmm. They've gotten spoiled. They've been take. You know, they have not had to deal with. This is the first time in my lifetime. I'm 51. The government's trying to take control of your life in a significant fashion, and it scares a lot of people. And people need to learn and be educated that they can't do it like that. Yeah. Well, and that's what I keep telling people is that the choice is literally going to come between freedom and air conditioning. I mean, that's what this is going to come down to because it's, it's all the, the niceties, the extras that you're willing to give up your freedom for. You yeah. know, cause, and I pose that question, which would you rather have, air conditioning or freedom? Well, I'd like both. <laughs> okay, but you don't get both. Pick yeah. one because that that is the control mechanism that they will use in order to take your freedom away eventually. But well, so what should we do? What what should the citizenry do to push back? No violence. <laughs> Let's make sure we say that, Hop Daddy. No violence. But what should we do? How, how I, do we fight this? I gave a two hour presentation down in Madison County last week, and in that same message, John was being talked about. And the people need to realize they have a whole lot more power than give themselves credit. And if they start wielding that power to local level, you watch those local politicians start cowering to them. But right now, the local politicians are getting more pressure from the state agencies and the governor than they're getting from their own people. Mm -hmm. You let the people in those local communities start railing on those local officials that they have to look at every day. You watch how fast things change in a heartbeat. And I can tell you I've seen it in counties down where I'm at where most businesses are open. And I promise you, that Department of Health, that local mayor, that local uh, uh, sheriff or city cop, they're not going in those businesses because you know what? They have to be voted for. They That's know, right. They know the people have had enough. That's right. And, and, and for a little while, the governor was trying to get the state police to come in there and mess with them. You know what? They're not doing that anymore either because those men and women who I respect immensely, they have to live around those people yeah. too. So once the yeah. people have had enough, the local support will be so overwhelming that the governor will just have to yield. But right now, he's able to successfully push on some areas uh, because the people aren't pushing back enough. Right. Yeah, they have. I mean, people have to get together first. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the key things. They that have was the to- reopens Illinois. That's yeah. what all this was about, right? Yeah. That that's what the whole thing was is trying to get people together. But even for that, I mean, May first, we had we had a couple thousand people out. Yeah. But then you look at Germany. You look at these other countries that are having tens of thousands of people yeah. show up. Show up. We have not yet done that no. anywhere, no. anywhere in America. Well, well, as to this issue, I would agree with you. And that's some, one of the things, again, I, I am all about, John and I talked about last night, we're all about protesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People that have a cause, even if I don't agree with the cause, I'm peacefully. right behind it. <laughs> peacefully, that's <laughs> right. right. But and there's a lot of peaceful protests in this country, and mm-hmm. I'm all for them. This issue, we've not been able to get that done yet, and no. that's unfortunate. I agree. Wow. That's some good radio there. Ha! Thomas DeVore, Josh Ellis. Black and right on AM560 Answer. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. 
Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my two guest co-hosts today, Josh Ellis and attorney Thomas DeVore. Uh, before we, we move on to our next guest, I want to send, send my condolences to the family of Mark Allen. Mark Allen is someone who anybody that's in Chicago, they know. He, he, he loved black Chicago. He did everything. He black Illinois, just black people, period. He was somebody that um, Maze Jackson, who's um, on another radio station. Um, Maze, Maze was one of the ones that introduced me to him back when I was a uh, state representative. And I just want to send my condolences out to the Mark Allen family. Yes, sir. God bless you guys. Um, yeah. So freedom. <laughs> Liberty. <laughs> um, doesn't that doesn't that scene from Braveheart at the end? Every time you say freedom, woo, hey baby, yeah, that's what it's baby. all about, right there. And, and he, he didn't wait. yield. No, he did not. He did not. It's ours to lose. Yeah. And so our, our next guest, I, I'm, I'm happy to have him on. Um, he's someone who's from Will County, right? So he's looking to. to he's, he's coming from from out. Think, he's trying to think outside of the box of how to get more young millennial people of different races to come into the Republican party, not just in Will County, but throughout the state of Illinois. And then eventually throughout America. And he has an event coming up called the Jamboree. He's going to have my two buddies, Sheriff David Clark and Bryson Gray. So Bryson Gray is the guy who has that huge Trump hat. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah I've seen him. <laughs> he has a huge Trump hat. He has the Donald Trump is your president. If you like it or not, George, I just sang on the radio. Yay. Hey. That's <laughs> your one for this month. <laughs> Rob Cruz, welcome to Black and Right. How you doing, John? Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, I'm doing well, man. So let's so I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to really bring in a different fusion um to those to this Republican Party. Why is that important? And where is it gonna be? And who are you really, really, really targeting with this jamboree? All right. Well, that's a couple of questions there. Let's start with where it's at so we can have everybody uh, in place at the right place at the right time. We're doing it Friday, September 18th at Kono Farm, which is in Homer Glen. It starts at 6, so get there early, and it ends at 10. Um, the why factor is uh, it's, it's not complicated, but a little bit of it is. We're starting to see how um, certain parts of society are breaking down. And one of the things that's important to me is to show that there's, a, there's three myths that are going on about Republicans. One, it's that they're an old group. One, second is that it's a racist group. And third, that it's a group that doesn't like to have fun. And I want to dismiss all three of those things at the same time. All of time. those are absolutely we're, false. They are, because all three of us have fun. <laughs> absolutely. And we're not old. That's right. No. And they're not a I racist know, in this room either, I guarantee you. Guarantee you that. That's yeah. right. No, I, and, and so what we want to do is we want to infuse a little culture. You know, um, a lot of guys I know that are conservative love going to concerts, love going to different events like that. And it's a part of uh, how we grew up. So uh, I'd like to make politicking a little bit more fun again. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Make, 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 wait. Make Mimfa. Illinois politics fun again. Wait, what is it? How, how can we say it, Mimfa. George? Make Mimfa. Illinois politics fun again. move. <laughs> <laughs> hey, George, right. I'm coining that term. We're going to have it on a T-shirt next week, that'll, George. That'll be the world's most Triple X, right, George? Trademark. Triple X. <laughs> yeah, uh, 3X, please. Uh, <laughs> TG, if, if available. So the one thing I, I, I'm curious about is uh, how, how you attract... 
young people who are just being so indoctrinated for for so many years through the the school system, uh, media, and everything else to join the the Republican Party. Hopefully, what they're seeing right now, the last five months, getting a taste of what this has all been about, might take them in that direction. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I know a well, lot of young kids say, down where I'm from that they don't they don't want any part of this. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, I and I understand. And one one thing I would say too is before we you know before we talk about which party or whatnot, the real question is: Are you an active participant? Ooh. You can say anything you want, absolutely, yeah. but it doesn't mean anything if you don't participate, right? <laughs> no, that's true. That's so true, Robert. Want, oh, that's that's a big yeah, deal right so, there. So we want, yeah, we want to encourage uh, participation because what so what we're doing is we're we're attaching uh, register to vote uh, part of our as a part of our concert. And we're going to do it in a 21st century COVID-related kind of thing where we're going to give you, I believe it's called the QR code. Yeah. And then you're going to take a picture of it, and it's going to take you right to the site, the Illinois website, to mm. register to vote. And if you have already registered, it has a little tab for that, too. So you can make sure you're in the right place at the right time. Wow. Kind of thing where you're getting your ballots and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then from a younger perspective, changing a little bit of the politicking from, say, rallies and protests. It's a concert. It's an experiment. It's never been tried before. At least I can't remember it. The only time we ever saw it ever being tried was April 4th, 1960, in Washington, D.C., by the Jumbo Jamboree. Oh. Mm. That sounds like my kind of a Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 Rob, so Rob, I, 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 and, and I noticed the, the type of guest that you're inviting is there any surprises anybody else that's going to be added that you can talk about now or is it still top secret <laughs> president coming I'm, I'm going to say this there's an individual who spoke on the last day of the national republican convention who looks like they're going to be there <laughs> oh you know what? I don't like the, your secrets, Robert. <laughs> so, Robert, what's well, next, though? What's what's next after this? Because, I mean, this I personally, I think this is a great thing to do, especially to draw in that young millennial crowd who really don't vote. They just simply don't. You know, you get you can get them all riled up. Oh, but yeah. when it comes down time to go out and vote, they don't show up. So what's next for the Jamboree? All right. Well, um, we're, 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 we're treating it like a team. You know, it's our group. Uh, I think you mentioned, so our, our list real quick for our entertainers, is we've got David Clark. He's going to speak about the importance of participating. We have uh, Milk and Cooks, who are two DJs that came out for the president back in 2016, actually lost 20% of their followers. Um, and then now the RNC really took notice, and, and they allow them to work some of their events. Our headliner is Bryson Gray. He's a young man who is just on his way up, and we're really happy that he came on board with us. And then our host is a Twitter personality named Ali Alexander, who's been a political consultant over the years, was one of the first guys on Nick Sandman, helped out a lot in that situation. Oh, wow. So we're happy to have him on board. We really want to shine a light on this thing, right? Wow. We want to shine a bright light, not oh. only for us here in, in Will County and in the state of Illinois, because I do think this, if any year the state could change its uh, allegiances in the presidential election. It could be this year. And want to create this um, brand and, and meet the demand of this conservative entertainment. Right. Because now if, you, if you're not a liberal and you're in, enter in, in entertainment, it's tough. Yeah. Isn't it? It is. 
Robert Cruz, so, he's from the GOP Jamboree. Where can people go and sign up? Are you is it is it ticketed? Is it Eventbrite? What is who's how how can people go out and show up and buy a ticket? Sure. So there's a, it is a ticketed event because we've got to uh, cover some expenses for the farm and everything like that. So you can go to gopjamboree.com and you can get tickets there. You can also go to our Facebook event page if you're a person that you uh, that can't make it. We're also going to do a streaming, and for those maybe who feel more comfortable with that option, there'll be a streaming option on the events page for GOP Jamboree on Facebook. And uh, hurry up because we're starting to pick up right now. I see I've already seen twelve come across the board while I'm talking to you guys. Wow, Robert Cruz, GOP Jamboree. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Uh, I'm going to do everything within my power to be there. Okay, brother. You got it, man. We'll see you guys there. Now, and, and I love the show's great, and keep it moving. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. So, there's some people out there, man, that are really trying to to shake it up. These Which are your fighters. Take? These are your fighters. That you you exactly both talk right. about. Those yeah. are the fighters that we need. Yeah, these are the warriors, not just fighters. Man, the we leaders. need champions. I the I gave leaders. a speech at the universe, um, U, um, UCCL um, Union League of Chicago, rather ULCC, and I said Illinois needs a champion. Because America has a champion, in my opinion, in Donald Trump today. He's fighting for this country. Yeah. And before we go to break, I'm going to take Jim from South Elgin. Jim, you got 45 seconds. Go, brother. Okay, well, I, you guys were talking before about all these false stats. I wanted to <laughs> kind of give a little history of what it was like uh, back when HIV first came along because it became politicized as soon as it became affiliated uh, with uh, homosexual guys that were infecting each other. And for a while there it was against, you know, it was considered discriminatory to reveal somebody's HIV status because, like, they were considered, it was considered yeah. discriminatory. So yep. there's a lot of politics in this stuff, and this COVID is the same thing. Yes, wow. sir. Where you at, Jim? Are you here or are you um, in Mexico? I'm, or? I'm in my office in Bartlett. Oh, you're in Bartlett. No. <laughs> I work for the CIA. <laughs> he does work for the CIA. Undercover. <laughs> hey, Jim, thanks so much for calling Black and Right. Good job. All right. Hey, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. All right, let's calm it down now. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my two good buddies, Attorney Thomas DeVore. What up? And Mr. Josh, the revolution is upon us. (laughs) Ellis. Bring it. (laughs) Whoa, guys! This this is the fastest two hours in radio. I'm serious. This is this this is the you best lie. <laughs> you know what, George? George, <laughs> see how he does me? I love you George. George is awesome. George, he is George. George, George of the, the jungle. jungle. Strong as he <laughs> can be. Ah! Turn off your mic. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know when to shut up. <laughs> all right, all right. I I, I think this might be some uh, a call for you, Mister Devore. Tony from Chicago. Wasn't the black and right? What's up, Tony? Hello there. I have a question. Um, what's the procedure for getting a recall set up? Um, that's the first question. The second is, can it be done before you know before November or by November election? And three, well, just let's just stick with just those two first. You know, I've, I looked at that briefly for somebody, so don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm reasonably accurate. You have to have a certain amount of signatures yes. from Democratic and Republican uh, legislators. And I'm pretty sure it says you even have to have that done before the signature part of it can even start. So 
Uh, I've never won beyond that much more because until I think was it Skillicorn is that right? Is that yeah, Alan? Alan Alan tried that, but you're obviously not going to get enough signatures from both right. parties. So so until that part would be able to be accomplished, really all of these uh, ballots out there that people are signing or all these petitions are probably an exercise in futility. And Tony, I'll answer it this way: as long as there's a Democrat majority in both a super majority in both chambers, um, with this governor with that amount of money he has. You'll never see it. No, if he's going well, to be he's going to be out. It's going to be in November twenty twenty two. That's right. Us the, the people pe- the people take care of it. That or zip ties, right? Well, <laughs> you want another one of your website shut down, aren't you? <laughs> but well, that, that's my understanding. Is, sir. Is that we've got to do something, though. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, we have to wait till the, the end of his election. I, something has to be I, done before then. I, I think and you I mean, do. I, and, I think you do. And I, and I, let me say this. And I've said this a bunch of times. People that have the, the, the urgency that I hear in your voice, which I respect. Unfortunately, the problems we're dealing with, sir, started and have been developing for decades. And so the problems we're facing slowly crept upon us and now have hit us like a hammer. So the solutions to these problems that have been brewing for decades are not going to happen overnight. They're going to have to happen with elections and people getting involved and actually uh, uh, voicing their displeasure through the political process. So, so true. That's, that's, the, that's the version that people don't like to hear, but unfortunately that's the truth, sir. And people getting hey, together. Like the, the key is people have to be coming together because the governor has no power other than what we give him. That's we, right. When we listen to what he says and we do what he says and enough people do that, he has the power to rule because he knows people will listen. If enough people are getting together and not listening, not giving him that power, then he doesn't have it. That's right. Hey, I just want to answer one of your questions that was asked earlier. You asked about, you know, why is it that people are obeying all of this nonsense? Yeah. They're just going along with it. The answer is very simple, because they have the police behind them. These are the same police they? that demonized. Well, of course they don't, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, the, you, you've the got, perception you, you that the cops are behind them. Right, right. Yeah, it, the, the fear we're talking about, yeah. that perception. And in some cities across our state... They do have law enforcement behind them. Yeah. That's unfortunate, but it's true. But there's a whole lot of places in this state where they don't have that uh, support and the people are doing what they want, the business are doing what they want. And that particular momentum has to, to uh, be put forward in a lot of these communities where there's still some people are scared. But I assure you, if enough people push back, yeah, the police, the mayors, uh, all of the city councils, they will all yield. Yeah. But it's, and it's not just the police. It's also the liquor licenses. It's also uh, the health department licenses. It's also the you, gambling you know, licenses. You know how many of my hundreds of clients have actually had a process started against their liquor licenses? None. None. Zero. Yeah. Mm. It's all a facade. Hey, Tony, thanks so much for calling. Black Take right. care, Tony. See you, brother. But even when they do, hey, you, you got to just... Illinois Nazis. <laughs> I hate Illinois Nazis. What the heck was that? <laughs> hey, hey, that's 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 what we're dealing with. Yeah. You, I mean, and, and you you're on the front line of it through social media, but you're on the front line of it through actual government. You you are being punched, slapped. You know, oh, that's from Clay County, that little old county down there, yeah, south, exactly. down south of them hillbillies. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's all down there, right down, there, down there where the hillbillies and the chickens run everything. <laughs> Clay County don't matter. It don't matter. It yeah. don't make no difference. But come on. It does matter. You know why? Because it's part of Illinois. That's there are right. Illinoisans down there. Yeah. There are Illinoisans down there who are, who are getting who are fit to be tied. I so wish that that angst and everything that I hear and see from even my family members that who live down there, and I, as I told you, in Effingham County, Crawford yes, County, 
the angst that I hear from them, if it can just, you know, matriculate up north. It's over. Oh. It's over. Especially in the collar counties and things of that nature. Woo. No, no. This is the state of Chicago. Yeah. Not, not the state of Illinois. <laughs> no, Chicago is still part of the state, in my opinion. We're all the same people. And I agree with you there. And I'm, I'm, I, did you hear Tony's voice? Mm-hmm. How many, there's so many more Illinoisans out there I've talked that feel that them. way. And I always ask them all the time, John. I say, have you had enough? Yeah. If you haven't had enough, they're going to keep feeding it to you. Yeah. But once you've had enough, it'll be over. Yeah, and that's what I, one of the things I love about my buddy George Pearson out there in Will County. He's the chairman out there. He's been had enough. If you've ever been around George, i got to introduce you to George Pearson. I'd love to meet him. Oh, you would love him. He's, he's amazing. Listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Today in this room, I'm so excited because we are going to launch in front of the world a movement, a movement that will forever be remembered as a piece of American history, a movement called Blackxit. The black exit from the false idea that we are somehow separate from the rest of America. The Blexit movement will spend 2019 holding rallies in every major city in America that the Democrats have destroyed. We will color these cities like this room looks colored with positivity and with hope. Progress that can only come from a change of mindset. Blexit is a renaissance and I'm blessed to say that this logo, these colors were created by my dear friend and fellow superhero Kanye West. We wear this logo as a symbol that we have freed ourselves. Every American who wears this logo realizes that when we all come together, when we refuse to allow the the media to divide us, when we all come together, we'll start to understand that the colors of this country are red, white, and blue. That voice. Love it. Is none other than Candace Owens. I wish I was bringing Candace on. So don't, don't, I'm with the radio on. He's like, yes, Candace Owens is coming on. And one incredibly beautiful woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have the next best thing to Candace Owens. Candace Owens has launched the Blexit Illinois. And I am so honored to, to have on to the show. I'm going to say his name because I love this name. J. Juan Shakur Jones, who's heading up Blexit Illinois. What's up, JJ? JJ? What's going on, brother? Welcome to Black and Right. Thank you for having me. Hey, guys. How was that introduction with Candice? <laughs> um, that was amazing. I wasn't expecting that. that I know you were. <laughs> so, 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 Candice, I mean, Blexit has opened up shop in Illinois. Uh, what's the goals? What are you guys trying to do? And I think it's so important um, to help, to have as many voices as we possibly can to help and in, in turn in Illinois to a place where people just don't rush to one ideology. You agree? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, completely agree. Um, that's the impetus, the purpose, the core of Blexit. Um, Candace Owens already basically outlined it, but um, Blexit is a nonpartisan organization. It started off as just an organization that did rallies, but it expanded and expanded fairly quickly to having chapters. I think if my numbers are correct, I think we're in 20 states, 20 of the 50 states. Um, And it's a nonprofit organization created to promote educational initiatives, 
based in the founding, teaching the founding principles of our country, not teaching children to hate our country. Um, the, the goal is to also educate particularly minorities, particularly black people, um, regarding that founding and also to highlight the importance of, mar- of markets and, and, and free markets and capitalism um, as an antidote to poverty, not a government handout. So that's the gist of what it's about. Um, and we do, again, as I said, we're in 2020. 20 states so far and growing every day, seems like. Wow. So you're also an author of a book called The Race Fetish? Yes, I am. That's my second book, my latest book available on Amazon. Um, It's a book about, it examines this this obsession that the progressive liberal left has seemingly with race. Um, Race has become... uh, a sort of a, a religion. It's yeah. become uh, a religion that white people are to sacrifice themselves on the on that altar on. of the, of white guilt and yeah. and white privilege and all these all these things, which are really, if you look at the ideas and the ideologies, are really uh, racist within themselves. Yes, um, yes, sir. This idea of white privilege, saying that because you are born with a certain skin tone, I like JJ. You are inherently privileged um, is extremely racist, and in fact. Um, uh, Richard Spencer, who just in, who just put his support behind the uh, the Democratic uh, presidential candidate Joe Biden, um, says that he actually he said this back in 2016. He actually likes the idea. His type likes the idea of white privilege because it's it's saying what he believes, but in in this new way. So um, the the impetus of that book, the the core of that book, is really examining this. What I what I what I uh, surmised to be uh, this new religion, this new obsession with race, and how that is really a distraction exactly. from the real issue. So, JJ, I, I, right now I have two white guests going. I'm, I guess I'm half <laughs> white too, so I'm I'm blackish, you know. But 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 I have two white guests, a guest co-hosting right now. Based upon that new definition, I'm supposed to not like these two guys, but they're the greatest two people that that you, if you could ever meet. Man. I grew up in a trailer park. Yeah. I wasn't privileged. But not. Come on, man. <laughs> White privilege. You, you worked in... I was the first person in my family ever went to college. See? Paid it my own way. See? Right? Yeah. And that's what you're talking about, right, JJ? I, yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, I think one of the biggest things that this this obsession with race does is it removes the, 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 the need for accountability and the need for working hard and responsibility. Um <laughs> It's so anti what America was founded on and what, yes, if sir. you want to get to yeah. black people are taught. My mother told me to work hard, you know, be yeah. the best. She didn't, she didn't raise me in this culture, this ideology of I'm a victim, I'm a perpetual victim, I'm born a victim, and right. my skin color is a disability. She never did that. Yeah. And so, hey, JJ, um, I, yeah. I really think a good connection for you would be George Pearson. He's the um, chairman of the Will County Republican Party. I don't know if you've ever met him. Uh, I think um, Kevin Suggs and uh, I think these are some great people to connect with. Um, they just started the Illinois Black Republican Coalition. And I know that I know that um, Black City, Illinois is not geared towards the Republican Party, but the principles still remain the same. And I think these are some great connections. And I'll, I'll make sure that I connect you with them. Uh, is, uh, I, in 15 seconds, is there a website somewhere to go where people can learn more about Brexit, Illinois? Yes, to, go, to learn more about Blexit, Illinois, you just go to BlexitFoundation.org, BlexitFoundation.org, all the information about the different chapters and the mission, the goals, how to contact right. us, is all there. Hey, JJ, you got to come live in studio with me uh, one week. You want to do that? 
definitely. I, I would love that. Thanks for joining Black and Right. We'll be right back. Have a good day, sir. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with attorney Thomas DeVore and Josh Ellis. That's the fastest two hours. The show is pretty much over, guys. So, but before we go, I want to thank you both for coming in today. Josh, any parting thoughts? Uh, main thing is just we're trying to get not only in Illinois, but all over the U.S. We're trying to get people like we've talked about just to get to come together. Uh, you know, we, we've just been trying to create groups. That, that's the whole thing so that people can go out and support things uh, like the Jamboree. They can support uh, the thing that's going on in Kenosha towards the end of the month. Uh, for for Kyle and uh, you know other stuff like that that's going on, we're trying to give people a home. Yeah. Unfortunately, with the the censorship that's going on, the one so far safe place where you can find out about stuff is going to be the YouTube, uh, which is about the only safe place. From there, we can update with all the new places mm-hmm. we're going. And YouTube is just American Revolution Two Zero uh, is the the handle. Tom, parting thoughts. <laughs> yeah, same thing that Josh said. You know, we we've been having a common theme in our messages is that people. Uh, you know, the government knows that they can't control the people. What they're trying to do is control businesses and schools. And as it relates to businesses, the businesses got to come together. They got to stand up. They got to put pressure on their local uh, public officials. Because once they do that and there's enough pressure, this whole facade of, of a pandemic is going to go away. And I assure you, it's a facade. So, you know, if you need legal help, call an attorney, have one help you. You know, if you're in our area of the state, we'll can help you. That's fine. Silver Lake Group, you can give us a call. But you guys got to stand up for yourselves or you're going to keep getting pushed around. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you guys for joining me. And, you know, everyone's going through something at the moment. And the easiest way to take care of yourself is to remember your mind is like a bottle of soda. If you get too shook up, you'll explode. So focus on valving off that pressure by doing the things that bring you joy or things off to get things off your chest. Visit HFTD.org slash find help. And, and plop in your zip code to find local mental health resources. If your self-expression and self-care routines aren't cutting anymore, it's okay not to be okay. Remember, yesterday was um, September 11th, and I don't. I think sometimes we forget just how we came together as Americans that day. I hope that we never forget that. And in the words of Ray Charles, oh, yeah. America. The beautiful. That's right, brother. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week.